This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thank you, Disembodied Hot Girl Boys. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And it's me, Robert. Yes, it's him. And it's we are here. And we are celebrating one of our favorite days because we both have this in common amongst many other things and uh, Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yes, it was uh, this past weekend, so last week, a week away. Um, it's the only problem with holidays on weekends is we aren't going to do an episode two days after. We're going to do it on a Friday like we normally do. We've got to keep to a schedule. So we're always a little behind some things like the grand old time. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And you go out for a meal, I assume, of some sort. It was. Um, it was one of those Father's Day meals. I was <laughs> very fortunate enough to have my daughter with me over the weekend, and we uh, spent some time at my parents' house for a nice dinner, uh, played some board games, played nice. some video games, and, you know, called it a night, and yeah, it was nice. It was a very nice time. Nice and sensible, you know, nothing too crazy. No, no, no. You know, there was no... I think that's one of the things that we you always think about with Father's Day, it's one of those sensible holidays. Yeah, you know, you, you think about it like, and... You, you look at like for Mother's Day, for instance, it's like, you know, you always want to like um, go and do like all these extravagant things for your mom because she always does all these extravagant things for you. Correct. And then with Father's Day, it's a little bit more of the reverse. It's kind of subtle, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's always something with the kids and it's always something kind of indoorsy and quiet. Yeah. So kind of kind of the same thing. I mean, again, me and my dad and my kids, we went and had a, a nice a meal, a, an afternoon lunch. Um, and then I came home and, um, my brother-in-law also is a dad. So we had dinner with him. So I ate way too much. I didn't eat the next day. I was like, I am so full. I, I will be full for a week, but it was really good. We had made from scratch, fresh, uh, coconut shrimp oh, with like nice. real shredded coconut. So it was very nice. It was a baked dish. It was very cool. Yeah. But so, so father's day obviously has passed. So one of the things we always like to do for these types of holidays, and we've done it before, is kind of some sort of special thing related to it. Who is our favorite dad in comics, or who's our favorite dad in something, or mothers, or whatever the holiday is. You know, we did that for Valentine's Day, and so forth and so on. So for this one, I uh, we I found a list of just like 40 dads. I'm not going to go through the full list tonight, as neither Ernie is. But we are going to kind of peruse the list, and I'm sure we have others off the top of our heads, um, of fathers that we felt are particularly interesting um, are particularly good or particularly bad perhaps as dads um, and it kind of runs the gamut on the list so um, to be completely fair with the process I will let Ernie go first and see what he feels is some of the selections that he liked the best from the list oh, mm-hmm. I had some from the top of my head no did you uh, okay some, some really good dads across the board uh, I'll start off with like my earliest, uh, like you know, Saturday morning cartoon dads. Oh, so like your first dads? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. go yeah. on. This is good. You this know, is good. this was. You know, I don't know how old our demographic is, but I, I'm sure some of us uh, listening to this podcast were probably born before uh, streaming. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you had to, and even before that, it was like you had to wait until Saturday to see cartoons. Mm-hmm. And usually they were, they started at seven in the morning and yep. it lasted till about like noon, 11 o'clock. 
mm-hmm. you know, and there were only, you know, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Those were the yep. three networks. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. So, you know, for cartoon dads, like you had Flintstones, you had Fred <laughs> Flintstone, you know, yes. he, had, he had Pebbles as his daughter, his best friend and war buddy and college, uh, you know, college buddy. It was kind of weird, right? Like they went to college, they went to war, but yet they worked in construction at the lowest menial job. Yeah, that was kind of a weird setup for that show. Um, I mean, it was supposed to kind of, I guess, imitate what people were actually going through. But at the same point, it's, 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 you know, the Stone Age. It doesn't make sense. And what war? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you Those know, war buddies. You know, I think, I think in one of the flashbacks, it's like. There's a black and white photo of like Barney carrying Fred, and uh, they were like, "Oh my gosh!" And he goes, "Yeah, he, he hurt himself during like me- at the mess hall or something like that." <laughs> um, so you know, as yeah. far as cartoon dads, you know, you figure, yeah, you know, Fred Flintstone, he was he was a pretty cool dad to Pebbles. You know, he tried to do the right thing for her. like he always had those crazy harebrained schemes at times or sure you know he always found himself like naively like agreeing to be the getaway driver for for like some thief or something like that uh george jetson nope that's another these are kind of these are kind of weird dads though they weren't they were kind of odd um you know it's like going back to like like tim taylor from home improvement dads you know i was gonna get there yeah 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 because like that to me like the Jetsons dad like it, that's all like 19 late like late 70s early 80s cartoons right yeah you know, Flintstones the Jetsons mm-hmm. um then you then you kind of leap forward into like the regular primetime dads right you know there was the dad on you know Family Ties you know uh, that's Enough. Dad. yeah um what was the other one? Oh, uh, Happy Days. You know, it was mm, Happy you know, Days. That was a very that was kind of a weird because that was kind of a throwback, even though it was of the time. It was a throwback, Dad, and very, very traditional. I mean, you yeah. ch- well, I try watching those episodes now, and you're like, yeah, that's a little little cringy now. Oh, it's a little cringy. I mean, because you don't get into like a modern modern Father Day figure until you get like like Fresh Prince of Bel Air type, you know? Right, right, Uncle Phil. Yeah, Uncle Phil kind of uh, uh, taking a kid in. He's not really his dad, but tries to be his dad. Um, so, you know, you kind of get into that world of it. And speaking of happy days, you can go back to, like, uh, the classic Andy Griffith show because they do have a oh, league of persons Andy, in there. Yeah. yeah, Andy. And he was an interesting – he was a good dad, but he was yeah, kind of a rough-and-tumble type. That was a weird situation also because, like, I never understood why Opie was living with him and not his mom. So I don't know if he lost his mom or they were divorced and like she sent him to live with him. Right. You, you right. Know? You never really figured that out. No, never really figured that out. But like apparently like the way that that whole show was set up was like the entire town was raising Opie. Mm, he was just kind of wandering around. Yeah. You know, it it was like, you know, <laughs> you know, you 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 had a uh, who was the deputy's name? Do you remember? Oh god. Oh, um it was played by that character actor too with the face. Don Knotts. Don yeah. Knotts. Yeah, I can't remember the name of him at the moment but yeah i remember the character he did, went on to do a lot of things he did some disney movies too he yeah that he, fish movie yeah it was that uh that movie um where he becomes a fish yeah yeah very strange stuff that yeah. was a big piece of time for disney where they changed people into animals or did animal live action for a while they had a couple of movies like that yeah um you, you know you you then you go into like the like the tv dad 
And then the late 80s, early 90s, they kind of threw it for a loop, right? Mm. You know, they kind of threw it for a loop because in the 70s, I was a bit too young for the show, but Archie Bunker was like really big. Oh, my yeah. Parents. Like my oh, parents sure. liked it. Right, but right. Was, he was very much of the time. Yeah, but it was that show was ending as I was like starting to realize what was going on, right? Sure. And my first foray into that type of dad was uh, Married with Children, the Al Bundy. God, that was an awful dad. Yeah, and well, that was the that was like you know all these dads on TVs. You know they want to be with their wife, they want to be with their kids because like their wife is really good and their kids are really nice. And this guy like inherited like the worst of the bunch, right? Yeah, he never really understood why he stuck around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a... we know because deep down he really did love his wife, and deep down he loved his kids. But he wasn't going to let them know that. No, yeah, yeah. he was too pro- had too much pride, I guess, is what you would put it as. Yeah. So it's a very strange scenario. Yeah. And... Then, then, like in the '90s, I kind of lost that whole like watching the the TV families. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. Kinda, it kind of fell off from there, and I kind of found myself venturing other things but uh yeah as far as uh as far as those go like i would say like trying to find like you know uh, uh somebody like my unfortunately there was nobody like my dad on on tv there was no like shows about military dads even though there was one for a brief period of time called major dad mm, i remember that's an old one too though. yeah that's an old one and that's where like the the military man he meets this woman they fall in love and she has kids Mm-hmm. And he's never had kids, so like they're like all learning to like you know become this blended family, so to speak. And the dads kind of went through phases too, because you started out with the kind of the straight laced dad in like the early you know like the Dick Van Dyke dad or whatever, little slapstick, but not really too bad. And the father had a job and was there to give the kids advice, and that was kind of it. Right. And then they gave the father kind of towards the eighties and nineties more of a, a role in the kid's life. And then in like the 90s and on, dad became almost like like the comic relief. Yeah, like like, like uh, they made dads to be like clueless. Yeah, completely clueless. And then they, they kind of, you know, they did the whole, well, the reversal role thing where, you know, Mr. Moms and, and those types of movies where the dads were like, didn't know how to raise a kid. It's like, well, okay, fine, we're not moms, but you got to give some of us some credit. We There are a lot of single dads. Uh, you'd have to go searching like um, what was that um, the one with the single dad where he was in the Will Smith oh yeah yeah movie yeah. Uh, whatever that one was I can't think off the top of my head what that movie was but you know searched for happiness yeah the and that's of kind of extreme yeah. yeah pursuit of happiness kind of an extreme scenario even so you know I mean he was they're practically homeless for a while there yeah but it, you don't see that you know or go into depressing movies like uh, the life is beautiful dad. You know, which people still have issues with that movie. Or um, the I Am Sam. Uh, I Am Sam. Did you ever watch that well, movie? That's with, a weird one. Yeah, with Sean Penn, where he's yeah. mentally no, and, then, and there's yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one, and that was that, that was a good scenario. I mean, that was a you know, it was a good one. I mean, and you can always find some some interesting dads on your Game of Thrones. You know, you can always go that route. True. Um, some some dads that are willing to sacrifice and and so forth, but it it. it it's, it's a rarer thing, it seems, for a while there, that you had the serious dad, or even the funny dad, but who was, you know, kind and, and gave advice and was able to be the father. And as men's roles changed in TV and movies, they become less important 
because they have less to provide as far as information and education and support for their kids. You know, except for rare situations, which seem kind of weird to me. You know, I don't know why it can't be a balance between the two. You know, yes. between the guy. I think it was the Ray Romano show. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Raymond. Yeah, I mean, you look at that scenario too. He has kids, and he's like the doofus of the whole family. Yeah, and meanwhile, you know, he's basically providing for his family and also taking care of his folks who literally live across the street from him, which I think is hilarious. Oh, that's great comedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to go back to like, you know, like a Family Matters or something to find the good dads again, you know, of a supporting dad role. So it's kind of an interesting shift throughout the ages of what dads have represented in TV and movies. Yeah, it was it was weird because like, you know, growing up on military bases, it's they, you know, they have the Armed Forces Radio and Television Network and they always show the same shows all in a row. So usually you get like a Leave it to Beaver or uh, or an Andy Griffith show or sometimes it's the Waltons. And like like you said, like those were like traditional like here's the father, he's the wise one, he's been through life, you know, and he's preparing his kids to like, you know, move on, so to speak. But then you then then like the seventies come along and, and the eighties and then you get to the nineties where like, yeah, the dad is like like clueless. Yeah. Know? It's like what the heck happened? Yeah. I mean I, sometimes it's great comedy though. Like I get it. Like, oh shh. Like sometimes you're like, you know what? I don't. I don't know what I just walked into. I'm just a spectator. You know, <laughs> let me let me separate myself. You know, you kind of get into those types of situations, which is fine and funny as comic relief. And I don't. Again, it's not like I'm against it. It's just it just started to become the majority. Yeah. And like, where's where's the real where's the real dads? Yeah. You know. Um. So I want to. We're gonna take a quick break here in a, in a hot minute. But I do want, when we come back, talk about Movie Dads specifically. Yes. And maybe talk about some of the animated Movie Dads as well as the real live action dads from our superhero realm. That is kind of our deal. Um, so we are going to do that. But one of the things I want to mention to you guys is I want to thank you if you're listening to us on Radio Public or Podcoin. Because those really help us out. And you still get the same great listening experience you would in any other podcast. You know, and we we just want to do some fun and entertaining for for all of you guys out there um, that keeps you entertained and amused. Um, we've got a huge rave reviews, well, slightly good reviews off of our commercials, our mini video ads. Um, people are loving them, thinking they're hilarious. So yay, thank you guys. But yeah, come listen to us and support us on on Radio Public or on Podcoin. Give a little back to us so we can continue to gr- give you great service, and we really want to get. Um, a wireless mic system so we can really do commercials and stuff without having to be attached to a cord and, and kind of do things a little bit differently have some better audio quality. So that is our goal to raise money for that. So consider that. But we're going to take a quick commercial break here for a few seconds. When we come back, we'll talk about all those movie dads and some of our favorite uh, science fiction, fantasy and etc. comic book dads here in a few seconds. And we're back. And Ernie, as always... Seamless transition. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So there are really a lot of movie dads, obviously. You know, one-time appearances type deals or a serial or whatever it might be for movies. Um, But obviously you've got your comic book dads. 
one of the big ones, I think, two, two of the big ones you have to really talk about if you're going to talk about, well, three, actually, and they're all DC, ironically, is Flash's dad. You have to talk, you know, Superman's dad, both versions, yeah. the good one and the bad one. Yeah. And, of course, you have to talk Batman's dad, or lack of, I guess yeah. you could say, you know, that you can, you know, talk about Alfred, Alfred. which is another angle to take, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Flash's dad, I think, is kind of the most interesting out of the three for the simple reason is that at least for the good beginning of his career as the Flash, and you know the comics better than I, I think, but he's basically in jail for a good chunk of the Flash's beginning of his life or young superhero life. Right. Is that true to the comics? Yeah, that, that was true to the comics. That was the, the best storyline was when they kind of took it away from like traditional Flash. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna tell a story, and we're gonna use these characters, and they're gonna be dark. So, like mm-hmm. in this Barry Allen case, you know, his mother is found dead, and apparently they pin it on his father, when in fact it was another speedster from the future coming back to this time to try to kill the Flash before he becomes the Flash, but. The future Flash goes back in time to stop the speedster, and uh, unfortunately, his mother is like, uh, like basically friendly fire, so to speak. Right, and it, and it really puts the father in a important role for for Barry, I think, at the end of it, because he ends up becoming kind of a cop out of all this, you know, and that really gives him that in to, um, you know, finding crime and his relationship with his quote-unquote new dad it kind of gives him a a, a purpose yes. more than just running around defeating big bads yeah which i think is important to his character kind of keeps him kind of grounded yeah because you know the flash you know? is a pretty old and, character uh goes back to the 40s oh yeah um so like for them to do this type of story was was pretty cutting edge at the time and it actually you started seeing more people like pick up on you know the flash is not just a guy who can run fast he can do time travel yeah. Right. And, and it's an important aspect because, you know, there's this think of the downside of being the Flash. And time travel sounds fantastic. You can just fix your mistakes. They kind of proved, I know you didn't see it, but the last season oh, of Flash with yeah. his daughter, where he gets to yeah. be a dad. Fantastic story. You really need to watch it. Um, it's a really good thing to watch and a lot of fun. But he, she kind of learns that lesson of, yeah, you can go back. She went back to this one scenario that she kept trying to figure out how to defeat this bag without getting anybody getting killed. She had to do it like 50 or 60 right. times. You know, it, it, yeah, you can redo it, but it will cost. Yeah. I mean, even, uh, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Which yeah. is coming. Um, you know, he plays a big role in it, you know, and uh, there's also another story, uh, Rock of Ages. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, Barry has this sense of like, you know, I, I need to do this for my father. So, you know, that mm. he plays a big role in it, too. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's all based on the fact of, you know, him wanting to prove his dad's innocence. And his dad is a video. And I'm sure you've seen it where it talks about the Flash being overpowered. And it's like, oh, the Flash is like the most overpowered superhero ever. And he's this, this and this and this. And then they're like, yeah, but you know, trying his best to like make sure his son isn't like wasting his life he, he actually says you know go on with your life live life you know yeah and that's what an interesting thing because you even look at like again going to going to superman batman even you kind of see that distinct family values piece to it where if you go over to marvel and, and it's kind of a weird thing that i and maybe it's just i spent more time with the dc universe recently but you really look at it you look like 
through the roster of Marvel's universe versus um, DC's, I don't really think I can think of a lot, if any. I mean, Thor has a father, but it's, you know, it's God, so it's completely different power scope. Iron well, Man really... And, and and if you look at it, like, you, you look at Marvel, like, the fathers of Marvel heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Howard Stark. Was he really a good dad? I, I just, I do this for the listeners, too, because a lot of times I think people can kind of hear this and say, well, these guys are just DC fans. They don't like anything about Marvel. That's not true. No. It's just that DC and Marvel have some very, very distinct differences that really, based on the stories we're telling or what we're talking about, really lend itself to one or the other. And a lot of times you look at the Marvel's body of work, and while they're all good stuff, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's crap on both ends of the stick, but really for fathers and really kind of pull that father story in, DC really does have a better grip on it. I mean, Batman, even though his father is not really there for more than like his first, what, seven years maybe of his life, maybe 10, depending on how you look at it, he's a shadow over his entire life, right? You know, you look at Superman. Well, you, you you look at Bruce Wayne, you know, he inherited this vast fortune where his father basically was already rich and he became mm-hmm. a doctor. You know, he didn't have mm-hmm. to do anything. He could have sat around and just, you know, I guess. He well, was he even in a present dad? Right. Yeah. You know, he was so interested in like, you know, making sure America's interest was safe. He was, you know, building all these weapons and all these other things. Right. But and he left, he left, you know, Tony defend for himself and Tony actually started hating his dad yeah yeah and it's oh, right and, and done nothing but instead he became a doctor to help save lives and uh right you know and then his father's taken away from him at that point where you start to like start absorbing your 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 father figure you start like getting this mm-hmm. imprint and he's taken away right and that's a huge deal in any story yeah. and I think that's a great thing that they do there um, so again, not not to say we're bigger fans of one universe than the other. I know we each have our favorite characters and so forth, but it's really just the nature of the beast is that DC does have this darker piece and it does have a more richer context to the family scenario, at least to fathers. Anyway. They're tragic. They're, um, they're, they're, they're yeah, tragic. they're tra- 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 I mean, yeah. whereas I mean, when you look at Marvel and you look at the X Men, think of the X Men. They're all mm-hmm. basically the the X Men group are formed because parents are basically saying, you know what, take our kid. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's almost the anti-family. Yeah. You know, DC does dark family, and Marvel just does no family. Yeah. Screw the family. We don't yeah. care. A bunch of random strangers. Yeah. Um, but we do want to talk about movie dads too. Oh yes. Uh, um, and obviously, there's a lot of famous ones that they do in movies, and we can go on for hours on just the Superman versions of dads oh, alone. Yeah. <laughs> All the Kalels and the, the you know the 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 family on Earth dads and all that, yeah. but. Um, there's a lot of other movies that had dads out there that were kind of extreme uh, in that vein. And at least you can talk about the dad from Taken, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's an extreme dad, you know, that you don't want to get on the bad side of. And, you know, dad's taking extremes like that in the story of that protector role, taking it to the extreme. But I was thinking, is there ever a movie or a show of any sort where the opposite is true, where they had to, the dad needed to be rescued? Like the kids had to go save dad. I know there's at least one or two, and I don't really want to go back to. I think it was Spy Kids, where the kids had to rescue. Yeah, pretty much. Antonio Banderas. That's the only. 
Yeah, that's the only one I could think of off the top of my head where it was reversed, where the dad needs to be saved or protected. Excellent question. I'm trying to think. In Shazam, well, the movie Shazam, he basically protects his foster family. Which is fair. I mean, that still kind of counts. He doesn't know them very long, but it's still a good, you know, good realm. Um, I mean, you could go to Logan. Good movie Logan. His daughter does try to protect him. Yeah. Oh, how tragic is that story, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, he's not even a dad for that long, and is he really a dad? But he acts as much like he can ever act like a dad. You know, it's not like he's ever going to be really a dad, but she is genetically his. So, you know, there's that. But it's kind of an interesting reversal, right? How often in life do you see representation of having to rescue the dad Uh, versus the dad coming in saving the son? I'm trying to think. The dad getting saved by the dad. Yeah. Man, that's a tough one. I have to tell you. That's a tough one. I'm thinking more along the lines of like, you know, um, the dad in Field of Dreams, right? Sure. Yeah. But but he kind of has a quest to save himself. To so he can help his family and he has to save his dad but his dad's not really needing saving he just brings his dad back I guess <laughs> I don't know how you want to do that but yeah. I know you want to spend a little bit of yeah so that's a question for our, our we want some answers from our vast army of listeners wow. yeah movies or TV mm-hmm. shows where the dad needed rescuing from the kids so oh, kind wait. of a role reversal I, I can think of one there's a movie from the Ooh. 80s called Iron Eagle okay where the father's an Air Force pilot and he gets shot down over Libya and he's taken hostage and basically the US government doesn't want to do anything to get him so his son who is like 16 or 17 steals a US fighter jet and flies over to rescue him Nice. Yeah. There, that's that's a All very right. legit. What okay, what would you consider about uh Peter Banning from Hook? Would you consider him having been rescued by his kids? Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe, not completely, but it's in the vein of, but not 100%, right? Yeah, not 100%. Cuz he was kind of a bad dad until the end of that movie. <laughs> Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe Mrs. Doubtfire because he wasn't that good Oops. of a dad either. Yes, that's true, and he had to go to some extremes. But to end this episode with a lengthy, well, not too lengthy, but a good conversation about one of Ernie's favorite dads <laughs> that we haven't really touched on fully, and that is, of course, the dad of Superman. And which dad of Superman is the best dad? You mean Mom Pa Kent? Mom Pa Kent. Which version of Mom Pa? Kellel? Uh, was his Kellel. Kellel? No, 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 no. Jor-El. Yeah, Kellel. Jor-El. Jor-El is the father. He plays a role with that Marlon Brando version, which is kind of just weird. Um, not a fan. But really, Mom Pa Kent, and specifically Pa yeah. Kent. You have, God, four versions. You can go back to Smallville. Smallville. Right. You can comic book version, obviously, the traditional. You can go to the Kevin Costner version. Wow. And then, of course, now, was was there a Pa Kent in the original Superman? I think there was briefly, but uh, like with uh, Mr. Reeves. Uh, Christopher Reeves? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And I don't remember that one that as one, well. That one was tragic because, like, he was such a nice guy. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. was like that, that old style, like, Kansas City type father, you know, 
Right. Which makes sense. They're in Kansas. So, you know, it kind of works. And the nice park Kent really helps. Did you actually end up seeing Brightburn? Yes, I did. Okay. That dad was a bad dad only because he didn't know what the heck to right. do. But, you know, so it, it kind of, there's a large variant. And it really affects how Superman is seen. Because if you look at the Superman from Man of Steel versus Superman from the original Reeves yeah. or the comics, very different variant of Superman based on how his relationship was with his yeah, dad. His dad, his dad in those movies, the Man of Steel Superman, um, his, you know, Pa Kent was tough. He was mm-hmm. no nonsense. He was very salt of the earth man. You know, he, you know, he basically, well, I, I, I hate to say it, I was always basically very hard on him because I'm watching, I'm like, why is he so mean to Clark? Right? Right, because you're thinking, you know, what it is, and then you kind of get why. Yeah. You kind of get why. And there's a lot of tough dads out there. There's a lot of movies and TV shows with tough dads. And at the end, yeah, it hurts, and yeah, it's a problem for them, but you wonder in the back of your mind, what if he wasn't? Yes, because, I mean, then you look at the at his biological father, Jor-El, right? And you hmm. compare the Marlon Brando one, which is basically like, he was more of a scientist. Do- He's like, I'm doing this in the interest yeah. of science and making sure our species lives on in Kal-El here. I'm going to send him to Earth. You know, he'll go right. there and he'll be like a, a superhero. I'm going to give him like all of our wisdom and everything else. So he'll be able to help. Them. Right. And they don't really have him and Jor-El in any other thing except, I think, for the the back in time. Krypton. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So you kind of see that aspect, too. But you never really see him as a father figure in any version, even the comics. Because really, it's it's about Mom Hawk. Yeah, I, that's really where you talk. I mean, from. that that one from Christopher Reeves, like when he dies, like I remember watching as a kid, like he's basically working on the farm. He clutches his chest and Clark basically knows something's wrong, but he's too far away to save him. And did you you watch that I a little bit? Right? Little bit I know it, I did. It's, it's good, man. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to figure out how, how I can where I can watch it streaming, but. They show more of his dad than that. Yeah, well, it's his grandfather, but yes, you do see his dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. His dad is a kid, right? Or very young. young. Mm -hmm. And realizes, you know what? I could have saved him if I used my powers. Right. If I would have picked him up and, like, ran him to the hospital or flew him there. Yeah. And that's kind of that moment where it's like, I think I need to use this to save people. And that's a big lesson to learn. A bad way to learn it, of course, but a big lesson. Right. So... In, in the in the Christopher Reeves, that's when he decides I'm going to be good, right? I'm going to save people. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, the Man no. of Steel, you don't get that. No, you you still no. don't get that. You don't even get that till what? Maybe BBS, maybe. Maybe, maybe where he comes to, kind of comes to the realization. But you know what? It's a more tragic story, and that's okay. I mean, you look at like Aquaman, Aquaman's quote unquote dad. Oh he yeah, really, yeah, he was really a stormtrooper, but you know, whatever. <laughs> he's, he's he's hiding out, okay? He's not dead; he's just hiding out. You know, it's the last <laughs> of the Clone War clones. He's nice. hiding out on Earth. Good Shut pull, up. good pull, <laughs> um, good pull. But but his dad is good. He's got one of those traditional classic dads. Now, yeah. of course, Aquaman has to have that in some respect because he's stuck between two very different worlds. Right. He kind of needs that sturdy dad to lean on a little bit. So and, it's, a, it's a good and hey, role. His, his dad was very old school also. He believed in like hard stay at work. Mm-hmm. You know, he would go to his bar. He would always come home. He'd make sure his home was taken care of, you know, all yeah. that type of stuff. And, and, you know, and while Aquaman does kind of take a lean on what that's the seriousness of it for a hot minute, 
he comes back and realizes that his dad had a point to all of it and he right. does start to end up emulating you know it's a classic story the, the son rebels against the dad and then ends up realizing oh you know what <laughs> he had a point yeah, yeah, he yeah. had a point. This is the and, reason why he made me do all those trainings with, with what's his name. Yeah, this is the reason why he the like, one who should me... have been a villain. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we expected to be. I still can't get over that he wasn't a villain. He was actually the good guy. I I couldn't. I was like, no, he's supposed to backstab somebody. Yeah, what the somebody's hell? getting backstabbed here. I was like waiting for it. Yeah, here now. Nope, nope. nope. doesn't Nothing. happen. He's, he's a good guy. Okay, fine. I, you guys are screwing with my head. I don't know what to think. <laughs> but there's definitely a lot, a lot of good dads out there. And, you know, Ernie and I, we both have kids, sons and daughters, myself, Ernie with his daughter. And we try to be good dads, too. And it's it's a balancing act in real life. And I Oh, appreciate... I got one more. Ooh, okay, go on. How about that shot? And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.